else? Anybody? Asian. So you guys can turn there. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to read it and then uh, I'll pray. So walk in unity. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in the hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Lord, I just thank you for um, your word and um, just how powerful it is. And um, God, I pray that we would, like Prima, just prayed for, Lord, that we, we would just hunger for that and we would um, be filled with that and Lord if we want it I know that you will give it to us so God I just pray that you would just show us something this evening um, Lord you just um, use these words and use me and I thank you and I pray all in Jesus name amen okay so I'm going to read my notes there's no freestyle here Okay, so the first three chapters of Ephesians shows us how awesome God is and what He's already done for us. How we are chosen for greatness, how we are filled with the Holy Spirit, how we are freed from sin and bondage, and how we are brought near to God. In chapter 3 of Ephesians, Paul tells us that God's love is everything. Its width covers the whole world. Its length continues all of our lives. Its depth reaches discouragement, and even death. Its height reaches the heavens. Paul is laying it all out to show us that God's love is everything. Um, so, Paul wrote to the Ephesians to encourage them to... Um, well, let me back up a little bit. I guess the, the first... The first three chapters of Ephesians was um, doctrinal. The four, five, and six, the last three are practical or works. You know, how you do what you just learned or what, what, what you just heard. So Paul wrote the Ephesians to encourage them. And remember, Paul's in prison. He wasn't focused on himself or the place that God had him at. His heart was focused on how good God is, and encouraging the Ephesians, as well as us, that the knowledge of God is power. And the better that we understand the Bible doctrine, the easier it is to obey the Bible duties. In verse 1, um, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So the word beseech means to be to implore urgently or to beg eagerly. So Paul is begging the Ephesians eagerly to walk worthy of the calling with which they were called. That's a pretty good leader, I would say. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a leader of a few guys at my work, and I don't beseech anything. 
I say what needs to be done, and there's the door. If you can do it, I mean, I'm a little nicer than that, but I'm not a beseecher. But so here, Paul's heart was set on serving the Lord and walking worthy of his calling. Um, since he is in prison for the sake of the gospel, his calling was to be a prisoner of the Lord. So Paul's walking worthy of his calling. Um, and he's fired up. He's in prison, and he's fired up. He has three hots and a cot, and he's ready to rock. He's ready to preach it. He's ready to, he's just, in, he's, he's ready to encourage the Ephesians. He's ready to um, tell them, hey, everything that you've just learned, let's do it. So he was definitely walking worthy of his calling. If he could be this encouraging in prison, um, then everything from Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, just how active it was in his heart. I mean, just if he could be this excited to be telling the, the, the Ephesians, the prisoners who were chained to him, the prison guards, just if he, if he was that excited to tell them about the Lord, then I mean it was he he was he was fed he was full he was overflowing he was he was he had it all he was ready to share it and that's you know for us that's where we need to be that's where I need to be um, Ephesians six nineteen and twenty says <clears throat> and for me the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul is encouraging the church that if he could walk worthy in prison, then we must walk worthy and be bold wherever God has us. Um, and again, every prisoner that was chained to him, or every prison guard that watched over him, I'm sure heard a lot about Jesus. I'm sure these guys' lives were impacted greatly. So how are we to live out our calling in um, so it says, walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And how are we to do that? So in verses 2 and 3, with all lowliness, gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in bond, in the bond of peace. So who do we know that is perfect in all these things, who's humble, gentle, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love? Jesus. Curtis. Oh, Chuck, okay. I thought you were doing this. <laughs> So Jesus, we need more Jesus. Uh, Colossians, Colossians 3, 12 through 17. I'll read it. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against one another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. 
But above, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, you, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And wherever you do, whatever you do in the word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Another verse, Philippians 2, 3 through 8. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let the mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the, even the death of the cross. So, when we truly embrace the love of God that Paul tells us about in the first part of Ephesians, um all the we are chosen for greatness how we are filled with the holy spirit how we are freed from sin and bondage and how we are near to god so as we truly embrace the love of god we too will be satisfied being a prisoner for jesus and thankful for god's love and grace i've been there not prison but I wasn't thankful, and I wasn't happy, and I wasn't encouraging to anybody in jail. It's not cool. It's, um, it's awesome that Paul, that God uses Paul right where he's at. Not that I'm giving a plug for jail. Okay, um, yeah. Um, verse 3, <laughs> endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So we are called to walk with humbleness and gentleness and exceeding patience. We can only do this through the help of the Holy Spirit. And, I mean, you know, God is exceedingly patient with us, with me, foolish me. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We can achieve this when we realize that it's not who we are in the church or what we do, but because of God's grace and generosity, that keeps us to walk in unity. And the whole unity is that Paul is talking about is just the church being 
Livingstone Calvary Chapel and being united with churches in Canyon City, being united with the churches in Colorado, in the U.S., in the world, being united everywhere, um, because we are one body. In 4 through 6, there is one body, one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of all, who is, above, who is above all and through all and in you all. So anyone that accepts that God loves them, he sent his son to die for them, that he has risen, that he lives in them, then we are all one. Agreed? That's how we need to be, all as one. Um, in our community, I kind of see that the bridge being the kind of the bridge to everybody, to, to churches. You know, you see different churches coming together, different um, youth pastor from another church. Um, New Horizons supports us. All Just volunteers, people in the community. But all these churches are coming together to make the bridge successful. And with, without the bridge, you know, I, like I just, I just see other churches. It's like, well, I, I've, heard, I've heard not good things about that church. Or, or they use a lot of denim when they make their skirts, like truckloads of denim. Or, um, I mean, just whatever. You can just name the church and, you know, oh, well, they, they, they go verse by verse, chapter by chapter. How, how bad is that? So just, you can just go down the list of churches and see how you can see something wrong with them. But Paul is encouraging us to walk in unity, to be one. We, we, all, we all love Jesus. And, you know, I know that there's funny things about what we do in different churches. So we are one body that needs to walk in unity, humbly and long-suffering together because we are all recipients of God's love. The end. Thank you, guys. Um, we are going to have ice cream now, so I think Dale already cut out. Anybody want to help him? Jake? Stephanie? All right. Thanks. Have a good night. Amen. Amen.